Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Paranormal Stakeout. I'm Larry Lawson, your host and guide on our continuing journey into the unknown. And as always, I'm coming to you from the headquarters of the X-Zone Radio and Television Broadcast Network in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I'm speaking to you from the studios of the Southern Command Post of the X-Zone Nation in beautiful Vero Beach and Fellsmere, Florida. And it's great to be back with everyone tonight. I hope all is well in the world out there with you. And I want to introduce my guest tonight, Miss McKenna Essman. McKenna's passion for the past has taken her to various locations throughout the United States with historical significance. From a very young age, she walked battlefields with her father, trying to connect with those that came before them. This inspired McKenna to study for a degree in history, and she soon learned that items and places can hold tremendous energy in history she loves so much, and it truly makes it come alive. She experienced her first haunting at the age of 12 and made it her goal to not only preserve a bygone era, but to communicate with it also. She joined the paranormal group Orbs in 2017 and has been active with investigations, cleansings and blessings, as well as group lectures. McKenna, welcome to Paranormal Stakeout. Hi, Larry. Really, really glad to have you on tonight. And uh, in our earlier conversations, you're a student at Heidelberg College, I understand, correct? I am. Fantastic institution in the great state of Ohio. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you got to where you're at today? 
Yeah, so I'm originally from Finley, Ohio. Um, and of course, my love for history, of course, um, made me want to pursue a degree in history. And so that way I would be able to teach it. Uh, so I went to Heidelberg and I'm in my last semester of my undergraduate work. And I've always been interested in the paranormal. Uh, I watched the ghost shows as a child, of course, visiting the historical locations. You know, you're always dealing with the ghost stories and the lore of the towns. And I was really fascinated by that. Um, but it wasn't until I actually went to Gettysburg, one of my very first times uh -huh. there, and I experienced some some kind of paranormal activity uh, all by myself. And I that's when I really became a believer. Um, and that's really what fueled me to want to become a part of a team. And so I had to wait, of course, quite a few years. I'm about 10 years old, visiting Gettysburg, having this experience. Um, and it wasn't until 2017 that I stumbled upon, uh, upon orbs. And um, they've really done me well. So, uh, Well, backing up just a little bit here, your, your, your love for history, where did that come from? Well, my grandfather was a professor of history. So he was constantly talking about Civil War battles, Revolutionary War battles. And then my dad, um, he collects antiques, Victorian era. So our entire house was basically like a museum. And you would walk into each room that had a different theme. So whether it would be a parlor, a dining room, a bedroom, and all these rooms he had decorated as if you were stepping back in time into the Victorian period. Uh, so from a very young age, I, I really gained the appreciation for history um, and for the love of it. Yeah, well, if there's one thing that I've constantly preached about is if you're going to be involved in work, paranormal work, you've got to love and embrace history because without it, why bother? So right, and that, and that's one of the, that's one of the amazing things about being a ghost hunter. You know, it's not the it's not the thrill part of it by any means. You're actually going to historical locations and you're talking with people that came before you. You're actually connecting the pieces of the puzzle to stories that you've heard. Ah, well said, well said. Now, age what, 10, 12, you had your first experience at Gettysburg. What a place to mm -hmm. what a place to have that experience. Oh, Can you tell, yeah. us, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so my dad and I were out walking the streets at night, um, and my, my grandpa actually, he came with us. Um, so he's back at the hotel room. My dad and I are out walking, and we actually uh, went by the Jenny Wade house. Uh, and there's no tours going on at this time, and my dad and I are snooping around the building. And um, it just just a very eerie feeling, just a very cold feeling. It, it's summer. We went in July, um, you know, so it's 90 degrees out, and both my dad and I, had just chills all over us uh, walking around this property. And then we actually happened to see the um, the drapes in the parlor moving. Um, and we went back the next day because my dad's like, oh, it's heating and it's air conditioning. And we went back to check it out. And there was actually no vent in that room to produce the drapes moving. Um, so that, that just really intrigued me that something like that could happen. We also walked by the Farnsworth house um, also known to be just a very negative spirit that, that lives there. And I just always had a very weird sense that something was lurking constantly. Um, mm -hmm. And, and it, it was the feeling, I guess, more so than the experience that made me want more, made me want to know why are you feeling this way. So you had that experience. You obviously had some something went off in your head saying it was paranormal in, in nature, I'm assuming, right? Yes. What did you do after that point to prepare yourself for where you're at today? Um, you know what? Actually, I really got out of liking the paranormal. It, it scared me okay. so much. And I know that a lot of people have, you know, much more dramatic instances as a child. Um, but, you know, it scared me enough to stop watching the ghost shows, stop wanting to learn about the paranormal field. Um, and I really... I just kind of left the entire idea of, you know, wanting to learn them, you know, learn more because it scared me. Mm -hmm. I was very fearful of it. Um, and it wasn't until 2017, you know, my dad continued to watch the ghost shows. I didn't watch them with him. You know, 2017, I, I stumbled upon the uh, founder of Orbs and he's like, I'm a ghost hunter. And I was like, oh, no way. And it just spiraled from there um, to kind of get me back into it. When, uh, Orbs, what does Orbs stand for? Is Ohio it Research. Yes, it is. Ohio Research is Abandoned Spirits. 
Oh, okay, okay. And, uh, so, who, and the president or the leader of the group is? The founder is Chris Page. Ah, so we've been good. a team for 12 years, over 500 investigations. Um, so very oh. reputable. Um, you, you mentioned earlier in your love of history, because I really want to focus on that, because that's, mm -hmm. that's an aspect of this whole field that sometimes gets forgotten, forgotten rather, because of the, the adrenaline rush of the bumps in the night or the doors mm -hmm. slamming. Um, when you say you want to preserve a bygone era, how does that statement connect with paranormal work? Because I think you're telling the stories of the people and the places that you investigate. You know, it's not just going into a house or a creepy abandoned place and trying to find evidence of something there. Uh, for me, it's a little bit more. It's trying to preserve their stories. And we actually do a lot of charity work with the group. And that's one of the best things is, is we're raising money for historical locations while also bringing people into that historical location. So you're hearing about the stories, but you're also raising money to protect those stories. So it's it's more of a preservation. Okay, I, I get exactly Absolutely. what you're saying. I understand completely mm -hmm. what you're saying. You also mentioned something about so much energy stored in a place. Mm -hmm. What are you what are you referring to there? What's your definition of that? Well, when you bring energy into the environment, um, you know, going to a historical location, a house, whatever it may be, I really think that you unlock that energy that has been waiting for someone to talk to it, you know, has been waiting for the communication. Mm hmm Okay. Tell, tell me a little bit more about um, orbs. What's their, motive, what's their motive? What's their philosophy? What's their vision? Well, we're scientific um, paranormal investigators, so we go into a location um, looking for scientific evidence to back up, to validate what the individual believes is happening to them. Um, so we believe what they believe is going on. And mm -hmm. we do that by taking, like I said, the scientific equipment into the location to investigate their home. We also do charity events. Um, so like I said, working with the historical locations, um, we've actually raised well over $65,000 for historical locations. And we do, we actually shut down the entire month of October. We're a year-round ghost group. It's not just a once every six months uh, that we mm -hmm. investigate. We're investigating every other weekend all year round. Um, but October, we actually shut down completely for these charity events for historical locations. What, uh, what charity event? Is there a particular one that you work with the most, or do you spread it out? We spread it out. We've done quite a few different locations for uh, charity work. Um, here in Fremont, Ohio, we have a dungeon, an old historic dungeon, and gallows. Um, Cleveland, they have the train yard, steer yard commons down there. We've done the, the trains out there. Um, we've done historical societies throughout the state of Ohio. We've done libraries, investigations with them, charity events for them. Um, so we really, it's, it's a wide range of what we've done. Okay, that, that's that's terrific. So you, the the focus of your group isn't so much to find out what the phenomenon is; it's just strictly to communicate. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um, to this point, what is probably the the best investigation you've been involved in? What what, what where did you get your best piece of evidence? Probably the best investigation that I've had um, was a house. It was actually a duplex out in Cleveland, Ohio. And there was a, it was a murder-suicide case. Um, and actually, the murder-suicide happened about three months before we actually investigated the location. So, I mean, it was really fresh, no pun intended. Um, and that sent, that was completely different. So typically, I have the love for the historical locations. Um, but, you know, I don't expect to have the emotional, or I guess the emotional um, sensation that I got with this investigation. You walked into the house where there was still basically evidence from the murder-suicide. Mm -hmm. And that, well, that was very difficult to investigate with. Okay, I tell you what. We're about ready to take our first break. I want to delve into this more. I want to delve into the emotions, what you felt as to also why you were there considering, you know, the overall vision of your group. So stay with us and folks stay with us. McKenna Esman from Orbs Paranormal up in Ohio. Uh, she's got more to tell us. We'll be back right after these messages. 
It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, McKenna Esman from Orbs Paranormal up in Ohio. So, McKenna, just before the break, you were talking mm-hmm. about, uh, I wanted to hear about your most dynamic, scariest, if you will, investigation. You're up near Cleveland. You're in mm-hmm. a house where a murder had occurred. How, how recently before you were in there? It was about three months before we investigated. How did you get in there so quickly? Well, the individual, the client that had contacted us, um, had said that she was experiencing, you know, quite a few different things. Um, like I said, it's a duplex, so she lives on one half. The other individual and his daughter had lived in the other half. Mm-hmm. And that was the murder-suicide. The father actually killed the daughter, um, and then he killed himself. So she she had experienced some things and had contacted us because she happened to see uh, one of the episodes um, that Chris and Carlo had done on Haunted Case Files and thought it would be very interesting to have her house investigated. Okay, Haunted Case Files. That's a, another show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that, so you bring the team in, because see, that's a little bit different from what you, you were describing, the historical aspect of connecting right. historical things. So, um, so you go into this house, you begin to investigate to find out what's going on there. Tell us what happened then. So we went through the entire investigation. You know, everyone's emotions are definitely very high. You're walking into a situation. You know the story. Um, the it was just it was just horrible to walk into um, because you realize what had just happened. And really, it was it wasn't a, a super active evening. We had all heard some voices that we later, uh, when we reviewed our our evidence. We found out some of the EVPs, so that was really nice to validate what we heard. But really, other than that, we really didn't have significant paranormal evidence. We had the emotional evidence. It wasn't until we actually got to the cleansing and the blessing that we had things stir up quite a bit. And that was actually my very first cleansing and blessing that I had done. So another member was starting the cleansing, and she just felt very uncomfortable doing it. It was a very large duplex. It's about 3 in the morning, and we have about a two-hour drive back. So I say, well, I'm just going to step in and do the cleansing, and I'll just, you know, we'll carry the team through, get things done, and we'll be able to be on our way. Um, So we get to the half where the murder-suicide takes place in the basement, This home was probably about 70 degrees. It's November, December when we're investigating. So it's a pretty, it's pretty warm in the house. It's cold Mm -hmm. outside. And I'm down there saying the prayer and I can see my breath. And that's when, you know, the chills again, you're getting the chills. You're getting the holy crap, what's going on? Because there's no reason for me to see, be seeing my breath hitting my prayer book. 
Okay. Um, so, so then we're going throughout the entire cleansing and the blessing. And there were several members that had felt, you know, the emotions of what had happened. Uh, we get to the upstairs and the second floor is three floors and the founder breaks down in the kitchen. And he just says, you know, I can feel the emotions of the girl. Just it's so it's such a interesting feeling to have emotions of someone else going through you, because basically cleansing and the blessing, of course, is trying to get that spirit to move on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times those spirits don't want to move on. Or maybe in her case, she wanted someone to feel what she was going through. And so he was attacked with that. We get to the third floor and his mother, actually, the the father, the daughter, and then it was his mother uh, was also living in the home. She passed away. And I felt like I could feel her in her bedroom. Um, you know, and we really we really didn't have stories of the mother. So there really wasn't a great reason for me to be having that experience. But once again, I had the emotions of what it would be like to just live in hell with this guy. And uh, let me ask you a quick question. Are you a sensitive or, or psychic at all? No. No, I do not claim to be any of those. Okay. So that's another reason why it is it was so different for me because I don't claim to be a psychic. I don't claim to be a medium. I don't claim to be sensitive to that. And mm. I de- definitely didn't expect to feel that. Um, you know, that's what makes you really believe in the power of prayer, believe in the power of your investigation and believe in the power of your work. Because that's, it's almost like something takes over your body. And I'm not saying it's a possession. I'm not saying, you know, anything like that. Nothing negative. Nothing an emotion. Evil, maybe an emotion. May, ab- yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're feeling these emotions as you're trying to say these prayers. Um, and it's just, it's, it's incredible. But it's also something that exhausts you. And it sounds like you had a heck of a night there. Definitely. Anything else happened during that during that period at all? Other than trying to finish up the cleansing, the blessing, uh, like I said, we had members that still felt uncomfortable, you know, even finishing the cleansing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another individual who almost never has anything happening, pretty low key guy going through the blessing, felt very dizzy, felt very nauseous, you know, just emotions that are hard to explain. How long had you been with Orbs when you were, uh, you found yourself in this situation? I had been with Orbs for about a year. What had you done to prepare yourself for this, to, to be able to conduct a cleansing? In this situation, I don't think there was anything that I could personally do to prepare myself. The one thing that I think I had already had was a grounding in my faith, a grounding in the understanding that, you know, this group uses, you know, the the Christian blessing and cleansing and the Native American, you know, I already knew that going into, I already knew the prayer. Um, And I was always, I was very strong with that feeling. I knew what was going to happen. I knew that it would work. So your group, your group is based on, on Christian fundamental teachings. Would that be an accurate description? Yes. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll go go on because I, I'm, I'm I'm a little concerned myself because you're fairly new at this and you were in that kind of a situation. So, I mean, had you received any training or any type of instruction or teaching on on doing cleansings at all prior to this? I had not, um, but I really don't think that you can get a training in that. You know, any any monkey can go into a room and say a prayer. Um, and go throughout a house. I think the part where you you actually have to almost train yourself is to have that grounding in your faith, to have that grounding in yourself and your mm-hmm. spiritual life. Um, and I was lucky enough in that situation to be prepared in that way, because I don't think anything could, nothing can can prepare you for those emotions that you're going to okay. feel. Once you had finished this, what happened at the house? After you guys had conduct, finished your investigation, you did a cleansing, what happened? Well, uh, we ended up, of course, leaving, and we went over our evidence. Like I said, we found pretty substantial uh, evidence to validate what the client was experiencing. And we did get feedback from her. She did say that the house felt a lot more positive. 
she didn't have as many experiences going on. She felt that it was a relief. It wasn't mm-hmm. as heavy. It wasn't as dark as what it had been. Have you had? When's the last time you guys had contact with her? Just recently, actually, about a month ago. And things are still and, good. And we keep, and they are, and we keep constant contact, especially with individuals who um, maybe the cleansing, the blessings, a little bit more serious. You know, we have some locations where it's a very friendly spirit, but the family's just tired of living with that spirit. Mm-hmm. This is little bit different you know that that was a little bit more of a darker feeling for her and Mm -hmm. so that's one that we definitely wanted to check up and make sure that everything was still going smoothly that you know her house was okay because it's not a fun feeling you know to live in in the dark the gloom well it's not and part of one of my concerns is and and we'll chat about this in just a little bit but training Mm -hmm. and standards and and structure among groups um Mm -hmm. and and i I'm sure you guys did a great job. I'm, I'm, I have have no doubt of that. But here you go. You've gone into somebody's home. A tragedy had occurred in that same building. Uh, you had done a cleansing, had not done one before, had never, even if you had prepared yourself, I guess another issue that, that worries me is you've gone into somebody's house and said, okay, we're going to fix it. How do you know you really fixed it? And how do you know that what you've done is going to be permanent or maybe not make it worse later? And that's where I think we're, we're training and, and experience comes into play. That, and that's what I'm, I get worried about because I've seen a lot of folks, teams that have gone in and made promises. And once again, I'm not certainly not suggesting that's you at all, but they've gone mm-hmm. and they made a promise and either because they were trying to be something they weren't or they really didn't know any better, maybe made things worse. Right. Am well, I making that sense situ- there? Absolutely. And in that sense, you know, I don't think that there is any guarantee. I, you know, I, I don't think that the team necessarily goes into a home and says, I promise mm-hmm. I will get rid of what is bothering you. But I do think that we are able to give them a pretty definitive answer that we will be able to take care of it because of what we've gone through. And the individuals that are on the cleansing and the blessing team already kind of have that personal training. You know, like I said, it's not like you can take a class on it. It's not like you can. Well, okay, but 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 uh, priests go to seminary to That's to true. Uh, but we have also had cleansings where they have said that a priest has come in and that nothing mm-hmm. was fixed. Okay. And then we come in and it is fixed. So I think it, it plays a lot on the energy too. Um, you know, in this case, the client was very negative beforehand. She mm-hmm. was more of the, I want to come on the cleansing and the blessing because I'm tired of, you know, this guy bothering the other half of the house. I'm tired of him and his president presence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of energy, that negative energy really plays a part in it. But when you go into a room, you know, we're unbiased. I'm not experiencing the haunting that she is or whatever um, experiences she's having. Well- I'm gonna. I gotta put you on hold there for just a second, McKenna, because we're coming up on our next break. But I want to continue okay. this conver- conversation at the side. So, folks, stay with us. We'll be back with McKenna Esman in just a couple minutes. Stand by. How would your life change if you could develop the business and personal skills that you need in order to make more money? Do you want to learn how to achieve your big life goals faster? Then go to findhiddenmoney.com and get the Goal For It online course. The course teaches you how you can set and achieve your biggest goals while completely overcoming the roadblocks to your goals so that you can realize your dreams and imagine more success. Go to findhiddenmoney.com. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? 
Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. And we are back on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, McKenna Esman from Orbs Paranormal in Fremont, Ohio. McKenna, interesting discussion. And, um, you know, far be it for me to, uh, I, I don't Monday morning, Monday morning quarterback anyone, any, mm-hmm. anyone, but I do, I do get concerned because of, of instances I've seen where people, either through negligence or just, not being able to do what they said has created more problems. And that's really why I'm, I'm, I'm hitting on this. And, uh, do you, you say that there's no way to actually train for it? Mm -hmm. Um, do any of your group have, uh, training in mental, mental health, the mental health field at all? In other words, do you, when, before you go into a house and discuss, um, what's going on? Do you do any kind of pre-investigation interview trying to find out what's going on with a client, maybe getting a feel for them? Absolutely. Um, And we go through a pretty extensive interview process with the client because there can be cases where the individual, whatever they're experiencing, is related to mental health. Mm -hmm. And we have had cases where you can investigate because we You've pretty much solved their problem through the interview. Um, mm-hmm. But there are other cases that, you know, we go through the whole process. We we get the whole story. We get the whole idea. And like I said, it, it's a pretty extensive because, you know, we're taking time out of our lives, all of our members. You know, people are spending an entire night, roughly eight hours, depending on where we're traveling. Could be more, could be less. That's a lot to ask. And if we aren't 110% sure that that location is really experiencing something, then it's really not worth it for us to go, right? Agreed. And and also, you you have a responsibility to the client, too, to make sure that things don't get worse for them or they get right. a, a false feeling of security. Right. And- now, we do, if, if a client, if we sense that the case could be demonic, we actually do work with a priest out of Michigan. Uh, his name is G.P. Haggard, and he has worked on demonic cases that we have had. So if we get through the interview and we as a group don't feel that we can handle that alone, then we do call in spiritual help. Now, is he a Catholic priest? He is. Okay. Um, okay. So you have some backup if, if you run into a problem there. Okay. Right. Ha- have you ever had somebody come back to you and say, Hey, you told me, you told me that spirit had passed over, but they came back last week. Have you ever had that happen? We've had instances where an individual has said that they have had some activity. It's never been more powerful, and it's never been to the same extent that they were experiencing. Um, And with those situations, that comes a lot. It comes about from the energy. You know, when we do a cleansing and a blessing, we tell the individual, okay, it's done. That's the past. It's gone. Move on with your lives. Don't bring it up. Don't talk about it in your house. Don't play the evidence that we give you in your house. And it all depends on their energy. You know, uh-huh. the, the fear, the, being fearful of your own environment, being scared, being angry, that fuels whatever is there. So if you imagine like a white light surrounding your entire house and your, your rooms and you're more positive and you're not saying, oh my gosh, you know, it might be lurking underneath my bed and and you're feeding into it then you've got a much more you've got a better chance of it being successful okay well you keep talking about energy and that's how you you kind of referring i get the impression you're referring to the spirit world 
What do you think mm-hmm. a ghost is? What is your belief that a ghost is? You know, I really think it can depend. Uh, you know, the the typical definitions of the different types of spirits, the residual, you know, whether it's actually a spirit, whether it's, you know, um, just, you know, you can live in a house for 40 years, do the same, same routine and leave an imprint of your energy. Mm-hmm. It could be that. It could be intelligent. It can be an intelligent haunting where it's actually talking to you. It can actually communicate. It knows your schedule, knows what you're doing, it's trying to get you to talk to it, maybe just trying to scare you. So what is the entity? What is this entity? Where, where do you think it's a dimensional? Do you think do you think it truly is the spirit of those that went before us? Do you think that's a very good question? I you know I wish I kind of knew the answer. I I do almost think that it could be dimensional. It, it, there are times that it feels like it could be a dimensional because the residual seems like it's dimensional. Um, mm-hmm. The intelligent hauntings seems like it is in our dimension just you can't see it well do you think that having a better understanding or maybe finding out the answer what what this really is on the other side might be a benefit and a help to a cleansing or a crossing over i think it could but i don't think anyone is ever going to get that real answer unless we go through it ourselves okay uh then when you use the scientific equipment, what do you use? And, and I want to talk about your equipment in just a couple minutes, mm-hmm. but what it, what is your intent of using the equipment if not to find out what it is? Well, I guess more so, you know, to communicate with it, to validate what that individual is going through. But I guess in a sense it is to figure out what are we dealing with? What exactly is it? You know, we take the camcorders in, we take the recorders into it. Um, you know, we've got, like I said, the own, the, our own equipment that we create, the Raven, we take radiation into, we take several different pieces of equipment, Mm -hmm. but all of them have to validate at some capacity what is going on in the environment. Mm -hmm. And, And what I'm seeing from your group is you're not so much interested in what it is as much as you are in identifying it, identifying who it was and moving it out. If I got that correct. I agree with that because I I think that when we're called to a location in that client's mind, they're already aware of basically what it is. Mm -hmm. They're already thinking that it's a haunting. Now, can we debunk that? Absolutely. You know, can we kind of go in with maybe, you know, two separate agendas trying to communicate with it and trying to make sure that it is what that individual believes? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we're definitely there to to figure out the story, to figure out why it's there, what's going on. Have you ever had a spirit lie to you? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and that's very easy. That's very simply done with male and female voices. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could get one name and you know that, you know, that's not quite possible. Uh, and it, it comes through as a female or a male, you know. And And I think, once again, trying to find out what it is we're dealing with on the other side, might actually help that and and help mm-hmm. help what what your group does too. What are your thoughts on standardization in the field? In other words, everybody has a different style. I have a different style of interviewing than you do. A uh, different mm-hmm. way of expressing myself to a person than than you do. But and and I'm looking at this mostly from from my professional law enforcement background. If if we uh, uh, investigate a homicide down here in Vero Beach, Florida. There's going to be some differences in the law. There's going to be some different techniques, maybe some local things that are a little different, but essentially it'll be investigated the same way up in Tacoma, Washington. And mm-hmm. that allows the cases like this to be looked at across the country and sometimes evidence used in between states because the investigations have been standardized. Mm-hmm. Do you see that as a possibility uh, in our field? I definitely do. And I think that can really only happen, though, when you approach the field with a scientific, when you're trying to validate whatever is going on scientifically. Mm-hmm. Because I can't validate, you know, if we were to have a psychic in the group, I can't validate what that person is seeing or even feeling. Mm-hmm. And neither can the client. Um, and and that's, the, that's a big thing. That's why we would never turn evidence into a client that says, well, we saw this, but we didn't actually capture it. You know, can you tell the story? Sure. But are we going to give that substantial evidence of just hearsay? No. 
And that's why I think it is really important if you do the standardization to have that scientific equipment because I can show them, here's what's going on, here's how this piece of equipment works, and mm-hmm. here's why it works. Well, when you collect evidence, say you got an EVP, what do you do with that EVP after the investigation? Well, typically we usually try to clean up the EVP. Um, you know, typically people, unless you're you're in tune with kind of the, the paranormal field and knowing exactly what it says, you know, you try to clean it up for the client so that way they can hear it. Mm-hmm. But then we send it to the client. We, we gather all the evidence that we believe is paranormal and that we absolutely can make out a voice, you know, not just some mm-hmm. noise in the environment. And that's why it's so important on investigations to, you know, you speak loudly. If you make a noise, you say, oh, that, that was me, drop this. Because you never want to cut that as an EVP and then send that to someone. But, you know, the the evidence that we give to them is definitely very substantial. What do you do with it in your files? Do you keep it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, then I refer back to it. Uh, you know, if there's someone that says, oh, hey, you know, did you have a case like this? Or maybe how did I handle a situation? Okay. And then, of course, just just the in- interesting cases that you go through and what you captured. You know, it, it, sometimes it's unbelievable what you're able to capture through EVPs later that you discover that you didn't even hear while you were there. And are those so you do share your EVPs with another group that say, hey, I, I was at this location that I found out you were at a year ago and I got this. Did you get something similar? Did do you guys then share that or do you share your information with them? We really don't. As far as the other paranormal groups, we really don't share information. Uh, we really don't work necessarily with them and that and that's more for reputation purposes not that we don't believe that there are other paranormal groups out there that we would work very well with but mm-hmm. you know it, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and 10 seconds to destroy it oh, so we I... need to you know so, so giving to sharing the information it just it would really depend on the situation but but would you is my especially if it's somebody that you can cooperate to be that evidence with if we could cooperate with them, I think we could, yes. Well, we're about ready to take our last break here in just okay. a couple seconds. So stay with us on Paranormal Stakeout with my guest tonight, McKenna Esman, and we'll be back right after this message. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. 
You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. And we are back for this final round tonight of Paranormal Stakeout with my guest, McKenna Esman from Orbs Paranormal. I uh, want to make a quick comment here. If you want to check out more about McKenna's group, go to their website at www.bandedspirits.com uh, for more information on their group and the work they do up in Northern Ohio. Also, I'd like to make mention that we have some great programming here on the X-Zone Radio and Television Broadcast Network. So check us out at www.xzbn.net and you can catch all the great shows on the network. Also, visit me at www.paranormalstakeout.com and, of course, my home uh, team at www.paranormalfbi.com. So, uh, McKenna, interesting conversation. I I find the the work that you're doing up there really interesting. But the one thing we haven't talked about is your equipment, and you've done done some pretty cool things there. Tell us about some of the stuff that you've created. Yes. So one of the major pieces of equipment that we use that we've created, the founder actually created it. We call it the Raven. And basically what it does is it detects mass density. So it uses a plate that senses one dielectric constant. And once that's broken, it's mainly on the capacitant differential generated by density difference. So basically it detects density in the environment. And then once that density is broken by something else, in the environment, whether we can see it or not, uh, that's when it sounds an alarm and it lights up and we have a purple light in the uh, the standard Raven. And mm-hmm. that means that, of course, it's detecting substance. Does it record at all? It does not. So typically when we use that piece of equipment, we will record it with our camcorders. When the Raven goes off, what do you, what normally are you detecting? I know it's a change in mass, but are you, right. is it a temp, what are you seeing or feeling? So basically when that goes off, it would be like someone touching it with the back of their hand. It is detecting that um, density in the environment. So that means that a spirit is touching it. And okay. how we get that to work is we ask questions like, can you go and touch the purple light? Can you go and touch the, the black box? And if it responds properly, then that light will go off and the, and, sound. The, and the difference between that i mean because a lot of folks use their emf equipment to do the same thing but right but th- this is not dealing with electromagnetic fields it's dealing with strict density right okay all right what what else have you guys created you you keep mentioning radiation that sends off a, a scary vibe up front Right. So we actually, the radiation we haven't created, we actually use um, standard radiation devices. Um, so we actually use the Soix quantum and that did, that measures the sieverts. Mm-hmm. And so in an environment, any standard environment would be about eight to 10, which the number will pop up on the screen. And then an environment that has anything above eight to, or 10 we detect paranormal activity. And that actually was a theory that the founder once again had read a couple of years ago that you could use radiation to basically validate um, paranormal instances in your house. And he was like, huh, that's pretty cool. So he actually bought the original dosimeter pens okay. and the chargers that go along with them, you know, the civil, de- civil defense. 
um, which is a little bit different because those detect rent gens. And then, of course, over the years, he did, he found out that it actually did work, that we do validate when it's a higher radiation level in the environment, mm-hmm. there is paranormal activity that is happening. And this par- this radiation, and it's like you said, it's basically a dosimeter that you, that you guys are using, right? So we use dosimeter pens, but then the Soyuz Quantum measures Seabird, so it's a little bit okay. different. Okay. But yes. It's just pretty much electronically versus the the original, but we we have great results with both of them. Okay, but uh, is he is the theory suggesting that spirits somehow radiate radiation? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that they're giving off. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I I'm, I'm I want to look that up because I've not heard that before. Uh, mm-hmm. What what's the best evidence you've gotten with that so far? You know, we've actually had a couple of locations that have had recently, actually, um, up to 30 on the Soix Quantum, again, measuring the Sieverts. And that, you know, that really sparks an alarm because, like I said, anything above 10, you can possibly see paranormal activity. You know, we hit 20, you're absolutely going to be hearing sounds. You might be seeing shadows. You might be having your own, you know, the raven going off, other pieces of equipment that is going off. Um, and so the investigation that we had the 30 going off, we actually had floodlights going on and off, um, which was pretty wicked, you know, to experience. Uh, okay. Um, what do you, how do you compare those pieces of equipment with the standard EMF detectors? And the reason I'm asking this is the one, one thing that I've found myself frustrated with, there has not been growth or forward movement in our field to any real extent with new ways to measure paranormal activity. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, some of the packages are a little bit different, maybe a little more high tech, but essentially we're using the same equipment we did 15, 20 years ago. Right. So how does the, how do these new pieces of equipment compare to the standard old EMF detectors or uh, ghost boxes, spirit boxes, that type of thing? I think, especially with the Raven, the, the interesting thing about it, it's a very simple piece of equipment and you know, it detects that energy, that density hitting it. You know, it's detecting something touching it. And I think that is one of the most simple pieces of equipment. And and in my case, one of the, actually the only pieces of equipment that I actually really like to use just full time. I could just have a Raven and my recorder and I would be good to go because you get great evidence by just asking, can you touch the purple light? And purple represents fear, sadness, loneliness. So, you know, you're already bringing the emotion into it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually have a theory. uh, It's actually not my theory. I read about it in um, a book called The Journey of Souls by Dr. Michael Newton. And he has this theory about souls that when you pass over or when you go, when you die, your soul actually can see lights differently. So you associate colors in a different way. So you might associate blue with your father. You might associate pink with your mother. And so we've actually been kind of doing a little bit of experimenting with this with the Raven because we've had great results with the purple light. We thought, Uh why not try a a pink light? And so my Raven actually has a pink light in it. And I have had really amazing results. It goes off the same amount, if not more than the purple, uh, which is really interesting. So we've actually done quite a few other different colors, white, you know, everyone, the proverbial white light, go to the white light. How does that affect, you know, when we're asking, can you touch the white light? Can you see the white light better? Um, if you can see the white light better, touch it. You know, yeah. it's really interesting what we're kind of getting into as far as the colors. Um, and, and we're still working on on ironing out the details of that and, and how that works and if it works. But I think it's really different. I think it's very unusual. See, I, I find what you're saying interesting because the, the doctor you just quoted talked about the other side seeing lights differently. Yes. Well, if you, if you take that theory, then the other theory of we'll never really know what's on the other side doesn't make sense because this gentleman's already suggesting there's a change on the other side. So, and, and you're obviously doing some work to uh, perpetuate that theory, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So that yes. means I believe that we can find out through through the, our work, what is on the other side. And that's the reason, once again, I go back to uh, us all working together a, a whole lot mm-hmm. closer as a field to find out what really is on the other side so that we can really actually help people. That's And, that's, and, and I guess to, to kind of clarify, you know, me saying I'm not quite sure exactly 
what's the other side, you know, the dimension versus is it really there? Is it really with us? Mm-hmm. I definitely think you can get a an idea of what that individual, the soul, is going through because we have had EVPs where we've asked, what does it feel like where you're at? And we've gotten, mm-hmm. it's cold. We've asked, mm-hmm. are you a religious person? Yes. So there's definitely spirits that you can communicate with that can give you proper answers. But then we also have so many other EVPs that don't even respond to a question. Don't, you know, so is there a difference between the spirit? Is there a difference between what is going on and who we're talking to? And and I really think that eventually, as, as we keep moving forward and we keep trying different things, we're going to find those answers. I find it interesting that mm-hmm. your, your group also uh, uh, uses a, Christian, the Christian uh, uh, faith in your work. Uh, mm-hmm. I find that fascinating. I don't know that a lot of groups do that. Uh, and I do think there's a connection there myself. So I, I, I find I find your work very interesting, but I do believe that we're going to get to the other side. And I do believe that uh, by c- creating standards amongst us and, and some sort of structure amongst us, we're going to get to that, that end very, very, very soon. Mm-hmm. What is what do you see as the future of our field? Where do you see this 10 years from now? You know, it could go either way. I think that it takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of money. You know, it's not a, an inexpensive hobby. Um, and I, I'm not quite sure that people will continue with those two ideas. You know, the the dedication. You know, you can't just investigate for an hour and then call it good. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it take, There's so much time, there's so much effort, there's so much patience. But on the other hand, humans have definitely a an interest in what is on the other side. They want the question, they want their, their questions answered. Mm-hmm. And so that I think will be the driving force for people to continue in the paranormal field. And it's it's the oldest question in mankind. I don't think man's ever going to stop answering it. And then as long as we keep moving forward and we keep working at it, I think eventually, I believe we're going to find the answer. I may may not get there in my life, but we will <laughs> we will we will find that answer. McKenna, mm-hmm. I really appreciate the fact uh, that you spent some time with us tonight. I appreciate uh, your group and what they're doing. Uh, thank you very much. And folks, stay with us. We'll be back next thank week you for so another much. episode. You bet. And we'll see all of you next week on Paranormal Stakeout. See you on the other side. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. 
with over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, X-Zone Radio TV. For more information on the X-Zone Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.xzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light.